This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. It's time for Humerian Health Podcast again. Again. Amy Baker here with Dr. Sean Bensinger and our very, very special guest. It's me. Dr. Ryan Bentley. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing a pod of light? It's a, po- a podlet. A no, poodlet. this may not be a, a poodlet. Poodlet. <laughs> <laughs> this actually may not be a podcast because it's a it's a pretty serious topic. Well, it is a serious um, topic. And again, something that we talk about actually a lot here at Humarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have Dr. Bentley. Truth. He can, he can weigh in and provide some scientific backing and truth to some of the things that we've pontificated yeah. on our own. But we hear this a lot. I mean, and actually see it a lot. Anybody that, I guess, walks through the grocery store or watches oh television is going to say like, oh, now this product has probiotic in it. My orange juice has now has added probiotic or, you know, or there's just probiotics in the refrigerated section yep. or there's probiotics in my makeup. Yep. I mean, so obviously the general population is getting their head around the value of probiotics. Yeah, probiotics and water. I mean, you're, you're yeah. seeing it everywhere, but, so but the, the most question of really, those are sweetened stuff. Yeah. And that's the, and, 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 and our organization is trying to be honest and truthful about this stuff, including our own product line. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be candid about it. So I guess... Spending some time today to break it down with our expert as to what's real and what isn't, right. and that's what you're going to hear today. Right. So, yeah, we're trying to get to the lowdown on everyday products and those that have added probiotics. So, like probiotics that are maybe sweetened with sugar, and we normally don't mention brand names, but we're going to today. Um, things like, <laughs> you know, Good Belly. Oh, I didn't know that. Like Good Belly, Tropicana, yeah. Yeah. Orange Juice. I mm. mean, those are products that have sugars in them, um, if you read the label. And so, how do those probiotics fare, like the delivery or the use of your your body being able to use those probiotics when they're suspended in some sort of a liquid or whatever that has sugar in it? Yeah. And there yeah. are many of those yeah, and I, on the market. I, mean, I, I have looked at most of those just to see do they supply any information that says that it actually gets through the gut in any healthy manner. I, I have not been able to see any. Mm-hmm. So that in lies our concern. Yeah. And again, when it comes to the research, I haven't seen research to show that it actually gets through the gut. There's very few studies um, that have uh, done on probiotics that I've seen that even validate that the bacteria make it past the stomach acid into the gut and proliferate at a quantifiable level uh, to do of any good. So probiotics in general or probiotics suspended with like sugar and other? Probiotics in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, just in general. Because yeah. how um, do you study it? I mean, that was the biggest question. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you okay. study it to do it? You, you can't put it in, you can't swallow it and then, you know, reach into somebody's small intestine and pull out a sample and test it. That's a pretty, a very invasive. So how do you even research it in the first place? Most of them are putting them on little Petri dishes and growing it out and challenging a little bit. Say, oh, yeah, that's great stuff. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what's happening. So there's only a few viable strains and companies that we know of, including ourselves, that has actually had it verified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, including, you know, Humarian verifying that. And there's the TIM1, TIM2 process, which basically is a mechanical simulated digestive system um, that you can actually go in and sample and look at the different aspects of physiologically, they match it up in their mechanical digestion process in the TIM1, TIM2 system of what's known with normal physiology. Okay, once it gets to the duodenum, you get the release of bile acids. Duodenum? And, uh, first part of the small intestine okay, right after the stomach. I was like, um, I know what that is. Oh, so well, now you get the release of bile acids, which has been known to kill off bacteria as well. So does it survive that? 
as well as the stomach acid. Right. And then what does it do is it goes through transit all the way through the small intestines, through the jejunum and the ileum, ultimately into the large intestines. Right. Um, and that's what the Tim 1, Tim 2 system does. And that's what you guys have done at Humarian to validate the product makes it through against significantly 12 times higher amount of bacteria makes it through the stomach mm -hmm. um, into the small intestines and large intestines to grow and proliferate mm -hmm. 12 times higher than the leading brand product that's out there. Yeah, yeah. worldwide. I mean, yeah. that's the reason that testing was done. But when like it, you said, a lot a lot of others, there's hardly anybody has got testing yeah. like and that. And I haven't seen any data when it comes to orange juices and things mm -hmm. of that nature. But one of the schools of thought is, is when you take a probiotic that's in a powder form is that you dehydrate it. So you decrease and slow down the cellular replication and growth and all that. And then mm -hmm. once it hits a fluid that it'll expand and grow. Um, that's kind of the thought process there. And when it comes to being suspended into things with juice that have sugars that are readily available for these bacteria, they're going to sit there and feast on that. Mm -hmm. And then once it, as it feasts, it's going to eventually run out. And once it runs out on the shelf, then it's going to die. Uh, something else is that oftentimes things are pasteurized. And when you pasteurize, you heat it to a certain temperature. Mm -hmm. And when you're pasteurizing, mm -hmm. you're pasteurizing for a certain reason, you're going to kill it kill off. It, right? But yep. they can put it on the label that the probiotic is actually in there because it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, there is some evidence to show that bacterial cell lysates, which is when the bacteria die, uh, this is where some companies have said, yeah, ours doesn't make it through the gut and survive, but these bacterial cell lysates, which is basically a dead cell and what's released from that cell, still has a, an effect on the human body. Mm -hmm. So does that occur with these orange juices? I don't know, but that's beyond the point because the, the whole thing is that people be, are being sold market-wise, marketing-wise, mm -hmm. that they're being sold a bill of goods, if you will, of hey, you're going to get these live mm -hmm. probiotics. They're going to get into your gut. They're going to start replicating, proliferating, creating all these health benefits for you. And really, it's just more of a marketing ploy because probiotics are all over on TV and people are talking about it. So now they're adding it into products without validation and verification that it's actually doing something. So does it matter? So I know a lot of people use alternative sweeteners like stevia or whatever. So if, if a probiotic gets put into a liquid or something that has sugar in it, and you said they were going to eat it all and then they're eventually going to die. It's the same thing going to happen if they're in a product that has is sweetened by stevia or some other sweetener? I mean, is that just they're they're attracted to that food source and they're going to proliferate? And yeah, because stevia itself is not able to be utilized as a fuel. Mm. So it's not going to create that same effect. So okay. from the evidence that I've looked at, stevia is safe to be in there with regards to uh, probiotics because it's not acting as a fuel source for them to come out of their dormant stage mm. and start feasting gotcha. and then eventually die off Duff. because that stuff is no longer there. I gotcha. Okay. Now you mentioned, Amy, uh, skincare lines. Uh, yeah. That blew my mind. I'm like, probiotics on my skin? Hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. I mean, uh. Well, and there is. There's yeah. actually live bacteria that live yeah. on your skin and the whole thing. But we have not seen much on that research. Yeah. Yeah. So it's relatively a new concept that has come out. Um, physiologically, it makes sense because we do have sure. tons of bacteria on our skin. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, is that that's our external environment, which is our gut is still our external environment. Because mm -hmm. again, as I've talked about in the past, we're kind of a donut with a donut hole. <laughs> um, so our gut is essentially the hole inside the donut. So you, you put your finger in that hole. Your finger is still not in the donut. You push it over to the side. Now you're in the dough. Mm -hmm. Now you're inside. 
So the gut is still an extension of our external environment, but it's different. It's moist. You got digestive enzymes, you got multiple things, other viruses, bacteria, fungus, parasites, you have it. All that's in the microbiome, uh, which is different than what's on the external environment because again, the environment's different. So does it equate to taking probiotics that are for the gut and putting it on the skin? Time will tell. When it comes to the probiotics being in skincare products and things of that nature, there's not a whole lot of research and I don't know really how to answer that. I haven't spent time perusing tons of literature on that because my thing is more about gut health because mm-hmm. I think the skincare and your skin health comes from the inside out. Gotcha. As opposed to the outside in. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I think I've seen some saying that that you can apply them topically and then they go through your skin and get mm-hmm. in your... Absorbed. And, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, you, well, and it's new, hard. right? So yeah. time will tell. And people are just selling things, sell things right now. No science behind it or minimal at best. Yeah. yeah. So generally, just in terms of trend, so this trend of adding probiotics mm-hmm. to things mm-hmm. um, that we eat or we put on our skin or whatever, I mean, I guess what's your take on whether that's that's good or bad as you know, beneficial. We've talked in other podcasts about the overuse of antibiotics and kind of how that's negatively affected us. Do you see what's the trajectory, I guess, of us being more exposed to probiotics in these various forms? Yeah, I think it, it creates an environment that is really dependent upon what's being used. And again, as I've talked in the past, it's, it's very important, I think, that we have variants. Mm-hmm. And if you're taking one product that really has one thing, you're going to create a surplus. If that thing happens to actually survive the stomach acid, get into the gut, you're going to create a dominance of one single strain. Mm -hmm. And does that lead to health? No. It's about adapting with ultimately our physiology. Mm -hmm. And that's where, again, even when it comes to diets and exercise, our body adapts over time. And so I think, again, just with that, in regards to what am I eating on a daily basis, what's my routine, is getting variants. So my body is constantly adapting as opposed to becoming stagnant. It adapts and it just stays at a certain level Mm -hmm. and I never move on. Mm -hmm. So again, I, but a consensus at this point, it's not really there. Yeah. Too early. Yeah. It's still too early because again, we're just now to the point that we're starting to analyze the entire microbiome. And look at it and then see what are the effects? Mm -hmm. How do things change? Uh, What kind of shift do we get? Can we add one strain and it creates a completely different shift in um, bacteria, viruses, Mm -hmm. just with that one strain? You know, how does all these different things come to play? Mm -hmm. And so currently right now, we, you know, while there's evidence with regards to probiotics, we don't know everything. It is a whole new world. It is a whole new science. And as science continues to evolve, especially with artificial intelligence, using um, AI such as deeper learning Mm -hmm. that learns off of itself and it starts fine tuning and you create these parameters and ultimately we're going to be able to know cause and effect, but we're just not quite there yet. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Well, again, another interesting podcast. Overtly interesting. (laughs) Yes. Uh, with Dr. No, Ryan questions. Bentley. Yeah, good no, good questions. questions. Good and I mean, yeah, yeah I, mean, I think it's important to, I mean, the thing that I take away is there's the marketing message and then there's the science that we know and then there's the science that we don't know yet. Yeah. And that's maybe the important part. So and there's understand, where caution should be. Yeah, understanding 
kind of what's current and maybe what benefit you can get from a probiotic, but then also maybe where there's no science yet to really back up some of what's coming out, which is not to say it won't be good in the future, but right now we just don't know. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Humarian Health. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 